Blow the whistle. And now, the greatest sports talk radio show going today. That's right, Blow the Whistle. With your host, Tyler Butterball Buterball. Lonzo Ball, he's one heck of a playmaker. And he's going to set these guys up open. He's going to set up Levine. Now DeRozan, Vooch, he's going to be able to set these guys over. And last year, 37.8% from three-point. That's pretty darn good. And David, Double D Dykstra. Texas will be lucky to be 500. Oklahoma will be lucky to get out of there with no more than three losses. Like, they're, they're going into conferences where they're going to get shellacked. Andrew Pepe Valentin. This is the biggest scar on the Blackhawks, on hockey, on the NHL you can possibly think of. This was a conspiracy theory that is true. This is this was a this was a conspiracy to cover up the fact that this monster was allowed to inflict his his will on this young man and use his power as a coach. Hit us up on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. And now here's Tyler, Andrew, and David. Welcome, welcome, all you lovely people. And as you have heard, and as you know, this is Blow the Whistle. And as always, as you heard in the intro, I am Tyler Buterbaugh, along with David Dykstra and Andrew Valentin. We hope everyone had a wonderful weekend as there was a lot and that it, happened over and the weekend. being safe out there because it is nasty. And yes, yeah. please be safe as it took me nearly twice as long to get to the studio than heard, it usually does. Heard. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know. I was almost going to be proud of myself because I, I left a little early to get there a little early, but that didn't happen. Came here same time. <laughs> it's rough out there right now. Yeah, like I said, though, I was. I, I just texted out, just be safe. Just get here. Yeah. I, mean, I don't care when you get here today. But I just want to welcome you guys all to another great show of Blow the Whistle. Welcome to all of our Under the Hood podcast listeners, our new listeners, continue listeners, everyone, out, all of you out of there. And we definitely don't have a show that will disappoint as we never do because why would we? We're too awesome. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm just th- I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> and in this first hour, we're gonna cu- we're gonna recap all of the wild AFC and NFC divisional games that happened over the weekend. We're gonna obviously go into the greatest segment of all. You're killing me, Smalls. And then we're gonna preview the AFC and NFC championship games. And that'll wrap up hour two. And I'm not gonna tell you what's in hour two until or wraps up hour one. I ain't gonna tell you what's in hour two because you're gonna stay here and listen. We're gonna be on three hours. Yes, watch. Right, you know what's funny? We always <laughs> you, all right. Mondays is always the reason why we mess up. But we just we just continue on Mondays. But I don't think yeah. 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 That's all, folks. <laughs> That's good. I don't care. I hey, love Mondays. This is this, this makes is like, Mondays better off for the me. Week the right yeah, way. Exactly. Right? I love coming in here on Mondays. Yeah. But boys, are you ready to get started? Let's go. Let's go. Let's all do right. It. So, on we're gonna start off with the AFC divisional games. We're gonna start off with the Bengals and Titans. Bengals. Good way to start off. Mm-hmm. Bengals. You you can say upset the Titans nineteen to sixteen. Was it really? That, yeah, I mean, you could say it, but <laughs> was it? Um, so Bengals move on to the AFC uh, championship game. And a question to our listeners and to you guys. Are the Bengals legit or is this just a good story for Cincy? Give us your guys' thoughts on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. It's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. And I'm going to go over to our <laughs> Cincy fan, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, do you see the Bengals being a legit contender right wait, now? Wait, wait. Let me make sure I get Hootay Nation. Hootay. 
Nah, it's who they, who they, who they think gonna beat them Bengals? Nobody. That's right. There we go. I like it. I I at least, wanted that. At, it, it, at least I'll I did it for you. At least I did it right this <laughs> yes. time. I who like did. the last two <laughs> two shows. I've been like, who that? He's like, no. I don't. Like, I keep wanting to say who that too. Who well, that is New Orleans. New Orleans. That, okay. Okay. They're that's where I was. Get, that's why I get it mixed up. They may not have a coach. We'll what, see. What'd you think, Andrew? Uh, I was happy as ever. <laughs> I called this though, and I said it would be Ryan Tannehill who would cost them the game, and immediately. In the very first possession, like the very first play of the game, first play, he throws a soft pass to Julio Jones without seeing Jesse Bates sitting right there in the zone and jumps the gun, interception. And I said, this game's over. They've yep. already lost this game. And he does it again. And the second one really is not his problem. Mike Hilton made a great play on and him. And again? Yeah. But that, but that third one to Logan Wilson, <laughs> you don't see him sitting there. It was awesome. I thought the I thought Joe Burrow, even though they threw that interception, could call it either way. I would say, yeah, it's an INT. Sure, why not? He still played fantastic. He didn't lose his composure. He got sacked nine times, and he got back up off the turf every single time. That, folks, that's your that's a quarterback. That's a quarterback it's, you can win with, and that's why the Bengals won. And I'll be honest with you, it, it, <laughs> I, I loved your your message on Facebook. <laughs> I, I really. That's why you don't. You pay, you don't pay, running, don't pay backs, running backs. You pay quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely. love that comment from Andrew on Facebook. Go follow Andrew Valentin, by the way, on Facebook. Absolutely. Yell me all you want. Yeah, and you can <laughs> yell at him. You can yell at me. Uh, my whole thing was he Burroughs performs when the lights are the brightest. Yeah. And that's what you want in a franchise quarterback. And ladies and gentlemen, I'll have a, a lot to say about uh, Mr. Ryan Tannehill a little bit later. <laughs> uh, nice little tease there. But for me, you're playing with a running back who's probably at 75% at most. I would say so. He did not look 100%. He didn't even look 90%. But here's the crazy thing. He had a few good bursts. I would have taken him at 75% most days. This is the playoffs, though, and you needed him to be at 100%. But you saw the difference between him and the backup running back, too. Yeah, Deonta Foreman looked like he should have been playing the whole game. No, I amazing. I, I just felt like they rushed Henry a little bit too much i get it because if like you said 75 percent in playoffs you got to but i mean when you got foreman and how he's been playing the past few games taking over for derrick henry he hasn't played he even led the team in rushing not only by a few yards but i mean took nearly like three quarters less of the amount of handoffs that derrick henry took so but at the same time, like you had it, to do what you had to do. It, and it that's all your guy. it all comes down to some, uh, a quarterback who thought he could throw things into smaller windows. Uh, his arm strength being what it is. I, I listen. I, I'm telling you right now. I will be shocked if Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback next year. I I will be shocked if he. I won't be shocked at all because I don't think he is going to be the quarterback next year. I, I mean, and, the, and I I told you. you yeah, we and Andrew were about talking this. about this. I said I think. I, I really believe this. I think Mike Vrabel put out Derrick Henry to try and intimidate the Bengals' defense to sucker them into drawing towards him because it's like, oh, he's going to have gonna their, be the have dominator. Their safeties yeah. crashing down. Exactly. Of- and so this way they could pop those passes over to A.J. Brown. But what happens? Although- they start off with a pass and set the tone right from the get-go that says, oh, so you're going to try and keep up with us in the passing game? Didn't you try to do that against the Chiefs in 2019? And how'd that go for you? Although you I will say game. the prettiest pass of the whole game was from Tannehill to True. AJ Brown. Good night, AJ. Yeah, Brown. that was turns around and just goes, "Oh, look what I got." Yeah, <laughs> but I want to talk about Joe Burrow real quick. Like just like you said, this kid's cockiness. I for 
in his rookie season, and because he's been like this in college, I thought this was going to get to the best of him. But he's like he plays so composed or confidence. It's confidence. There's a difference. That There's is a, a difference. difference. It's confidence. It's a, it comes off. It comes off cockiness. But yeah. the fact that he's performing, that's straight up uh, confidence. And it's it's Tom Brady kid, this, cockiness. That's yes. what it is. <laughs> and for someone to have this this early in the NFL in his NFL career is absolutely outstanding, in my opinion. I already consider him a top five quarterback in the league right now. Yep. With what he's how he's been playing and what he's been doing to this this Bengals offense is absolutely ridiculous. And now with his addition of Jamar Chase, it's like those two is like one of the best duos, I think, in the Did league right now. Did you hear his statement about Evan McPherson? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I was, was walking on the field as he was running up to the ball. I knew it was going to go through. I was like, oh, well, what, what a Looks like we're going to the AFC Championship yeah. game. <laughs> to say that as a rookie kicker and know like that ball's going through, have that confidence. Oh, he's, that, he's that a kicker. a lot. McPherson's a kicker. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And by the way, folks, this kid's from Alabama who went to Florida. And for anybody that thinks those warm weather kickers can't do it in the cold, I point to Evan McPherson, folks. Yeah. He that was clutch. That was amazing. He's a beast. Put it right down the center and had it had air underneath it. It could have kept going. It yeah. was beautiful. Unbelievable. But yeah, so that means the Bengals move on to the AFC championship game, facing off the Chiefs, who the Chiefs defeated the Buffalo Bills 42 to 36 in overtime. Greatest. I'm sorry, absolute, ladies and gentlemen. Greatest divisional playoff game I've ever watched. This was absolutely... Two touchdowns scored within 52 seconds of the game. No, no. Absolutely insanity. Let's... Damn the rest of the game. Let's talk about the last two minutes of that game. That was insane. Unbelievably great, greatly played football game at the end. Uh, Such emotions from going from yes to no to yes to no. And I'm on the phone with Tyler... As the coin flips happening, and I'm like, please let it, oh, please let it be the Bills. Please let it be the, no! Because whoever got the oh, ball, yeah. it was going to yeah. win the game. It was, I, this I, game was coin toss. This, yeah, could, this game could have gone either way. Whoever got the ball in the, uh, starting off in overtime, which we'll talk about overtime rules later, but. <laughs> I, that was that was a backyard game at the oh, end of that game. That was just. That was total all offense. And, Defense was spent at and, that point. And the, the move that Davis put on that cornerback yeah. to maybe actually just break his ankles oh, to be yeah. wide open <laughs> in the end zone, I was just like, wow. By the way, Davis, Gabriel Davis. 201 yards, four touchdowns. First player to ever do it in postseason history to score four receiving touchdowns. That's amazing. He came open constantly. And I have my father to back me up. I called that last touchdown by the Bills. I said, watch the other two wide receivers take the defenders off, and it's Davis right up the middle. And sure enough, he sprints down the middle, and bam, Well, there was confusion on that defensive side, too, of who was covering. They didn't know who to cover. They were so confused. They were like, uh, well, Sanders was sitting inside, and then it was... Oh, I'm thinking of a different play where he got tripped up. I think that was to take the lead. No, yeah, this in the, was later. Yeah, this fourth. was the last touchdown. This the was Bills the last oh, okay, okay. The first the touchdown to uh, uh, initially take the lead, yeah. which get Tyreek Hill once again. Jeez, Louise. what an athlete! What just just breakaway? Absolutely speed. insanity. No, he just cut through the middle and was just blowing by defenders. Like there Gone. was no chance whatsoever that they were going to catch him. We could literally spend the next two hours breaking down (laughs) this game. This was the greatest. If only. Well, and I said. So good. I I do want to say I want to take a little credit. I said this could be Rams Chiefs from 
from what two oh, yeah. years oh, yeah. ago, yeah. Monday yeah. Night Football game, and it kind of was. Yeah, this with one bigger bigger things at stake because yeah. that was just regular season game, and this one. To, I like. I we were talking about this. I thought this one was just way more insane and competitive than that game. It was ridiculous. This is this this has the smell of Peyton Manning getting over the hump against Tom Brady. Does it or no, does it it's, not? It's the new Brady Manning situation. This is the new yeah. quarterback battle of the year. It, it's going to be amazing to watch coming these next five years. Yeah. Because they're both going to get paid huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're not done. We're going to move over to the NFC. And the cheese expired on Saturday, and we're going to tell you who choked on their food next on Blow the Whistle. Brady looking the other way. Brady going deep down the right side. My friend. Five sacks for this defense in each of the last three games, and it's blocked. Up into the air and spinning inside the 10. Picked up and a touchdown. Kick was down the middle and good. 49ers win it. I love goals. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Courtesy to NBC Sports and Fox. On those wonderful highlights, courtesy to David. <laughs> that was oh, great, thank David. You. This thank is the you. first time, by the way, guys, that we have not been able, me and Andrew have not listened to the rejoins before the show starts, so this yeah. is, we're as shocked as you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I told them they couldn't listen. I was having too much fun. <sighs> so, so the 49ers upset Green Bay in Green Bay, 13-10 to 10 on a game-winning field goal by none the less I have Robbie to, Gold. First first and foremost, before we get started on this, I have to give credit to all the pregame shows. Yes. They all said it was going to come down to the special teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. And kudos to you guys. We all knew that the Packers were a bunch of when it came to special teams this year. <laughs> literally, literally just horrible, I'm, horrible I'm special sure teams from awful. the Packers this year. I'm pretty sure Howie Long called it. He said Niners by three. Um, game I think he did. I think he and Terry both did. I don't I think, think they picked the score right, but they both said Terry it. did. Yeah. did he Terry, p- Terry picked by three. <laughs> yeah, Terry did, did pick crazy. by three. And it was, they said it was going to come down to a field Jeez. goal. Because he got all over Howie because Howie flip-flopped and said by three, too. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you can't change. You can't change your, your pick. Uh, Oh, wow. But uh, so I have a question for you guys and to the listeners. And does home field advantage mean nothing in the NFL now when even with the weather being a factor? Give us your guys' thoughts on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. I'm going to start off with it. And (laughs) (laughs) right now, it does not seem like um, home field advantage means nothing because it means nothing because Green Bay... Everyone always says it's never good to uh, play in Lambo. Like if you're going to play in Lambo in the snow, everyone's going to. They've always made it sound like that you don't want to play in that situation. Mm-hmm. But the Packers literally got stumped by their own their own field, and the San Francisco 49ers just totally came through and just shocked the Packers. Or I don't think the Packers were really. I don't think the Packers are really all there in general. 
Uh, you want my opinion? Go for it. Uh, honest to God, Aaron Rodgers played like crap. He did. Absolutely. Uh, straight up und- undeniable. You are supposed to go out there as the MVP of the conference and show up and show out. And I listen. I know. <laughs> do you want my honest opinion? It should go to a wide receiver this year. Oh, we're going to talk about him in here yeah, in yeah, just absolutely. a minute. I'm with um, you. Uh, he sh- he absolutely played horribly. Uh, could only hit Devontae Adams. Now, granted, not all this is on Dev- or on Aaron Rodgers. He did throw to other wide receivers, and they couldn't catch the ball. Yeah, named Aaron Jones, which is a running back. Uh, I, well, he also tried to throw to some other, not a lot, but he did try to hit other people. No, he's, I that's, think that's my biggest thing with Aaron Rodgers. Does he have any chemistry with Alan Lazard or? Or Scantling or uh, not Sternberg unless they're wide open. Guys. He, yeah, threw, exactly. he doesn't have he any. He threw it 20 times. 18 of them were to Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Yeah. He had. He does not trust his other wide receivers. No, he, doesn't. he doesn't get to know them. He doesn't and, talk to them. And, and to be quite honest, that should have been a much faster game. Yes. And there should have yes. been a lot more of the run game from both teams. Absolutely. I was... I was neither impressed with the 49ers as well. I mean, they got lucky. Yeah. Let's call a spade a spade. Wait, I don't, and just did. They got seriously lucky with that, with that punt block. Yeah. It, it, he reached. Like, I don't consider it punt. a 49ers win. I just, I consider it more of a, a green Bay loss. That's, well, well, that's the thing is but, like Aaron, Aaron plays in these games. Like you can see down the last stretch of the, these last three years, right? You look at his game. He plays like a. I, you, I was telling you this. He's like at the poker table. Like all the quarterbacks are at the poker table. He's the one guy that. All right, put your bets in. They get the cards and everything. And before he puts his bet in, I fold. I fold. I fold. He's so unwilling to take a shot down the field unless it's wide open, which I get. But sometimes, if you're as great a quarterback as Aaron Rodgers is, you have to be able to fit it in that tight area, not just to Devontae Adams, but to Alan Lazard, to Marquez Valdez Scantling, to Sternberger, to all of your receivers. Not just throw it out to the flats on a check down every single time to Aaron Jones because you don't want to throw an interception and cost the game. I, you cost the game by not playing well. This I, didn't seem like the typical Aaron Rodgers that will go deep and make those yeah, kind of throws. He played it safe. I, he, he I will say, I, I wonder if Weather played a little bit into that because it, it did kick up in that second no, half it did. Oh, it did. quite it a bit. The snow started pouring. And, and just so we can get it out of the way, let us... Give props to the second greatest kicker in postseason history. <laughs> Possibly the best when all is said. And, okay, I'll say the best postseason kicker of all time, but maybe not the most clutch. Yeah. Robbie Gould is a stud, and I don't care Absolutely. what the weather is. <laughs> he knew. Just, if, if you saw it, it's out there somewhere, and we might put it up on. Uh, on our blow the whistle stuff. Yep. He was out there kicking field goals as the Green Bay Packers were being introduced at the beginning of the game. I was sharing this with me and yeah. Andrew were talking about this. <laughs> this isn't the first time he's done it. He did it when they played the Cowboys and he set up right in the center of the field. The cheerleaders are just walking right past him. Like probably like a good, what, five feet, six yeah, feet away. They're, they're, at he's least just in the, five, they're doing a whole away. rendition and he's out there just kicking field goals. They're yeah. in the middle of something. He don't care. It's it's the like the weirdest intimidation factor you could possibly throw out there on the field, right? The Packers looking at Robbie Gold as he's kicking field goals and they're introducing people. It's it's like a weird thing like, oh yeah, I'm coming for you. It's like, really? The kicker? Yeah, the kicker <laughs> came for you and guess what? He won the game But for he's him. got he's got that stank about him. He's got that clutchness. He's got that stank. Like, Robbie's always had that that oh just oh that. really 
Oh, I'm going to go back to Soldier Field and personally just beat the Bears myself. He's the oh, Evan yeah. McPherson. <laughs> he has before. He's he yeah, has. He's the older version of Evan McPherson. Okay, I'm going to go win this game now. But, Simple as that. But to me, the better game. Which, oh. so the Niners are moving on to the NFC Championship facing the Los Angeles Rams. Rams beat the Buccaneers 30-27. to And this game, it should have been, I thought it was well over by halftime, as everyone oh, should. It, it should have been. 27 to 3. I mean, David, I know that score reminds you. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, just, let's, just, let's just say this right out loud right now. Falcons fans are sweating. 20 to 3 at halftime, and I'm going, this ain't over. No, this ain't That's over by a long shot. I was not shocked by the way how Tom Brady was going to bring that lead that offense and take him back to bring into a close huge game. miscues but, by the Rams by the way in yeah. that second half to bring let them come back they just looked slot they looked a little sloppier in the second half i don't know if it was because they the were the only just, person that didn't look sloppy was Stafford no no Stafford looked well the biggest turnaround of that game boy. It, the real mvp of the nfl the yeah. biggest turnaround that game was that uh high snap which turned into a i believe it yeah. turned into a fumble and then Bucks recovered it and scored. I would, I would say uh, Acres fumble was pretty huge too. I mean, that, that was that was. I was impressed by the fact that Ndamukong Sue was <laughs> able to get that ball out. I thought, <laughs> I thought he was just going for his legs when I saw that oh, his he hand reached it. in there and he got in. And I was like, it. wow, old man can still pull it off. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> so. well, he's uh, his arms are like tree trunks. Yeah, exactly. But and then here's, I I, I'm I'm going to bring it up probably what you're about to bring up. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, seriously. Like, how do you let Cooper Cup get behind you? <laughs> how? Unbelievable. How? They didn't have their... Twice in a row. Because this is the... The first one I don't mind. You're keeping yeah, him in front yeah. of you. But How the, do you let him get behind you like that? Because they don't have the right DBs, man. Their DBs are not that good. It was good. a safety! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put a safety on Cooper Cup in that clutch of a moment. If this doesn't... I'm sure Matthew Stafford's eyes lit up when he saw... He threw it before Ooh. he was even 10 yards down the field. It's yeah. like taking candy from a baby and then taking more candy from him. I did for a minute thought that was going to be a touchdown. But, I mean, they didn't need to to take the lead. But can we just say that this has to up Cooper Cup stock of he should have been He should have been in the MVP talk. He he won the triple crown of wide receivers this year. I think yeah. he's a top three wide receiver, and I think by next year he'll probably be the number one wide receiver. And that being said, that game still wasn't over because their kicker injured himself pregame. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot right. about that. Yeah. I forgot about so that. So I was going, man, this ain't over. No. And if you get Tom Brady in overtime, pfft, yeah, I was like, please hit this. That's another one where it's coming down to the coin flip. Yep, I was just I was just gonna say that if this went to overtime, it would have been the same situation <laughs> was, yeah. as Chiefs and Bills. I was just going, please hit this. Oh, by the way, uh, R.I.P. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I just want to throw out a little little wah wah for him and uh, Ryan Horvat, who I'm gonna have to deal with tonight. <laughs> and he's a huge Packers fan. You follow Horvat on Twitter, right? Yeah, his tweets. Oh, oh my god, hysterical. Oh, I just I don't even that that. Poor guy. He said he. So his his aunt is the personal chef to Marcus Stroman. Really? Oh, yes. Wow. Holy cow. He said he would give up Marcus Stroman firing his aunt for the Packers <laughs> to win. And he wasn't joking. He wasn't oh, joking. Was- so like for me, I felt bad for the dude and I feel bad for myself because I had the Packers win in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I, I just thought Aaron was going to just. Fi- I hated to say it, but I mean, I figured they I. I call them going to the Super Bowl. I don't know if they'd win, mm-hmm. but I mean, that was just unbelievable. First time in 12 years, neither Rodgers or uh, Brady will is uh, 
in the Thank conference God. championship games. Thank God. Uh, you know what though? It's good to see no, fresh meat. This is the new, oh, the new these future. Are the new faces and of the NFL. And, and, we and should here's, see them. Here's the sick part. Other than Jimmy How Garoppolo. sick will it be that uh, the pirate Bucky might be right and Stafford wins a Super Bowl? Don't say that. And Why? is into the Hall of Don't fame. give that kick. Why? <laughs> Don't give them credit. Pirate Bucky calling Matthew Stafford a future Hall of Famer before the season even, season even started. If he was still an intern, but I think he took a leave of absence. We, yeah, he's he, MIA. He, he, done gone missing for sure <laughs> yeah yeah i listen the i i can't wait to talk about these these two games that are mm-hmm. going to be coming up next sunday they are going to be unbelievably good oh it, I think, it, this was the i would say this is probably one of the best playoff weekends, weekends i've oh, ever seen in the last top to bottom without a years doubt absolutely i was uh when i was working on one of the shows uh uh yesterday bet nation on betql we were what uh, they were live during the Rams and Bucks game, and they were just saying like, "This has got to be the best uh, playoff game we've ever seen." And then Chiefs and Bills just said, "Hold my beer," and <laughs> <laughs> yes, just straight absolutely. up made that so much better. Absolutely, that was so great. Can't wait. All right, guys. Well, you know what time it is. It is the time for absolute. Chaos, which there were so, so many things this past week that made us saying, you're killing me, Smalls. So you guys don't have an excuse to not share with us on your on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. That's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. We will get right into the madness here next on Blow the Whistle. You're killing me, Smalls. That's right. It is time for You're Killing Me, Smalls. <laughs> That was so such <laughs> fake enthusiasm there. Come on, no, man! It's, you're killing me, Smalls. I'm just Let's get, go. I'm already. I'm all checked I'm already, up on Mountain Dew. I'm he's, already burning he, up on what yeah, I'm gonna he's go. Trying, he's trying to save his energy for his <laughs> no, actual. You're killing oh, me, Smalls. So, I'm he's afraid he'll pass out. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys all know what it is. It's you're killing me, Smalls. We just get to rant and rave on just anything that's happened in the past week in sports. And that's why you guys just need to tweet at us, Instagram messages, Facebook messages, whatever the hell. Email us at blowtwhistle1 or at blowtwhistleradio at gmail.com and give us your guys' your kill me smalls. We love hearing from you guys. So since David wouldn't tell me what he was going to do, David, I'm going to have you go first. You never go first. <laughs> I never you never go, go first. first. So, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be an ongoing joke. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> the joke now. <laughs> Um, my you're killing. God, I don't know. I don't know which to go after. It's gonna be a little. It's gonna be two, but in one. Okay, it's a twofer. Okay, a twofer. My you're killing me, Smalls. Not only goes out to the greatest quarterback in Tennessee Titans history, Brian Tannehill. <laughs> I couldn't even get that out. But also the Tennessee Titans organization. Listen, you have a generational running back. Who you are now wasting. At what point does Derrick Henry go, I'm going somewhere else to get my ring? You obviously have faith in someone and gave him a pretty substantial contract showing that you had faith in him taking you to the promised land. Wrong. Just just wrong. And it showed up no brighter than yesterday as... Mr. Ryan Tannehill throws three interceptions. <laughs> Two of them were horrible throws. Yep. Absolutely. First play of the game. Oh, oopsie doodle. And just like you, just like you, Andrew, I went. So easy. Game over. Yep. Game <laughs> over. Cincinnati's going to win this game. I don't care how close it is at the end. They are going to win this game. And sure enough, when 
the chips are getting pushed into the center of the the table. Ryan Tannehill throws right into coverage, gets a tip ball, interception, giving Cincinnati the ability to go down and get the field goal from Evan McPherson. I don't know at what point the Tennessee Titan organization needs to go, okay, we need to get ourselves a different quarterback. You have, I'd say, a top 10, if not at least a top 15 wide receiver in A.J. Brown. Yeah. A former franchise wide receiver in Julio Jones who is absolutely, if he stays healthy, could be key to them. At least half of what he was yeah. once. I, 75% of Julio Jones is still better than most yeah. in, in the NFL right now. But that being said, you need to make a decision. You need to cut ties right now. And if you don't, it's going to be the same stuff, different year going forward until you decide to part ways with Ryan Tannehill. So, for Ryan Tannehill, absolutely, I'm not supposed to say poo-pooing all over himself, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> How about urinating down his leg during the game and the Tennessee Titan organization making him their franchise quarterback? I give you a big old... You're killing me, Small. You used up all your poo-pooings. <laughs> I did use up all my poo-pooings. Poo-poo. Uh, Andrew. All right. Oh, he's going to save himself for last. (laughs) Of course he is. I'm afraid I might go over. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to just make this real quick because everybody knows where I'm going with this one. Uh, Word got out that the Philadelphia 76ers apparently are going to. Here we uh, go again, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not letting this saga die. We're getting this boxing match to happen. Watch it. so, obviously, 76ers have made the announcement that they are possibly going to be keeping Ben Simmons to try and trade for James Harden or a player of his caliber is the plan. Hey, Philly, time to drop the act. It's okay to say that Ben Simmons is just average. He suckos. It's okay You can just let him go. Let him go broke. He is not worth James Harden. He's barely worth Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I probably wouldn't even trade Trevor Ariza for him, and he's injured. That's how... That's how much I think of Ben Simmons at this point. That's how great of a player I think he really is at this particular time. Ben Simmons is a know-it-all, no-show, absolute disaster of a player that only can pass the ball a little ninth and play some defense, but plays the complete wrong position every single time. The fact that he's still sitting out says to me he doesn't care about basketball at all, and any team that trade for him is just ridiculously stupid. I mean, they're straight up knuckleheads. If I could just quote <laughs> Charles Barkley, you're just a knucklehead. I mean, seriously, anybody that goes for that man, uh, straight up, absolutely, absolutely terrible. Just terrible, terrible, terrible move. Terrible, terrible move. <laughs> horrible. So to Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers for thinking that this is any sort of move that will actually happen, I say to all of you, you're killing me, small. Don't you right. know that he's worth a top uh, ten, listen. top fifteen player? <laughs> Listen, can you can you just imagine Katie and Kyrie sitting there listening to these rumors <laughs> going, I'm out. I'm out. The hell no. So, I'm gone. So James is going to leave and we're going to get Big Ben? Yeah, that's the plan. That's what we're thinking about. Yeah, I'm going back to Golden State. Forget this. <laughs> Kyrie, I'm going back to Cleveland. Forget that. LeBron, you want help? LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, I'm going to come back home. KD, Unbelievable. KD's like, I'll go back to OKC. <laughs> Russ, come on. We're going back to the Thunder. Come on, man. We're, we're doing this again. <laughs> we go. You know what? Blake Griffin's no, just, Blake no, Griffin's Brooklyn, just sitting there Brooklyn by himself. Trades, Brooklyn trades for Ben Simmons. KD and Kyrie head to Portland. <laughs> Blake Griffin's like, guys? Guys? Where'd you go? 
Lamarcus, I'm retiring. Forget this. I'm not dealing with this. Patty Mills, yeah, forget this too. I'm out. I'm going back to Australia. <laughs> Steve Nash is like, I quit. The dingo got my baby. No, Ross, I'm an Australian too. Yeah, that's the problem here. We got, we're too connected. I'm out. We can't have these, put these together. Nobody wants to play with that dude. Oh, God. No, this ain't just, over, folks. I'm not done with him yet. No, there's going to be plenty more. Oh, oh, yeah. And I know what's coming. So. All right. So Jeez, I think that leads up to me. Go. Do it, Tyler. Do Watch it. Watch your mouth. Uh, I already planned what I was going to start Watch your off. mouth. Do it. Grayson Do it. Allen, you punk-ass little B-word. Yes! As if anyone has not seen, which I don't know how you have not seen. Quit talking about my Duke boys. No, no, I don't joking. care. No, I, you're legit. He puts a disgrace on Duke for what the hell he's done in his college career and what he's done all his NBA career and then just now. Grayson Allen, flagrant fouls. Alice Caruso. Alice Caruso is driving down for the layup. Grayson Allen tries to go for or Grayson Allen tries to go for a block and he just brings down his left arm and totally just fl- fl- <laughs> throws Alice Caruso to the ground. Alice Caruso still plays the game. But now Alice Caruso, just after getting back from injury, is out seven to eight weeks with a fractured wrist. And what does what does uh, Grayson Allen do after he does this BS of a move? He's going over on the sideline grinning. His teammates are high fiving him. What kind of sportsmanship and what kind of play is playmaking is this? You flipping idiot! <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to watch my mouth here. Beep. <laughs> but now I don't even want it, like not not okay. Now the NBA just added on for me. The NBA suspends him for one game. One game. We've had enough of this guy, NBA. This guy has been doing this for the entire, for all the t- this whole NBA career, and this is just this is the top of it. I'm not saying this just because of a Bulls fan. This is everyone in the whole league saying this about Grayson Allen. He's a dirty, dirty ass player that is just going for cheap shots. And uh, <laughs> Andrew made a good point, a good comparison to him. He's like the Alex Delavadova. Matthew Delvadova. Matthew Delvadova. Yes. I don't know where the hell Alex came you, from. You were thinking of Alex Caruso. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I said, said his name I said like he should eight be times. the next Alex Caruso. He's turned into the new Matthew Delvadova. That's how I put it. it. That is the most spot on thing. Yeah. But Grayson, I, I really wanted to do this because I was right there with, with uh, Andrew. I didn't even want to give this guy any attention or anything on our show. But, I mean, just the crap that you just pulled and then going off and smirking like it's funny. Now you just got... now. The Bulls are out one of their best defensive players because of a careless, stupid, immature act that you did to uh, put this guy out on injury protocol. Absolutely stupid. Absolutely childish. You should be banned from the NBA. Go back Whoa. to the G League. All right. You just get out of here. Just get out of here. So, Grayson Allen, for being an absolute moron and just a selfish, stupid little prick, I give you a big old... You're killing me, Smalls. All right, I will say this, much, and I'm not defending Beautiful. him whatsoever. I, I think it was a pure cheap shot as well, but that kid does relish being the bad boy. Oh, yeah. He, he does. loves being he the most hated. off of it. He loves being the most hated player on that on, on the court. Absolutely. But in some yeah. ways, it's just it's just going to... Sooner or later... It's going to hurt you. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to piss off the wrong person. No, but he's he gonna He's going to make the wrong person mad. Yeah. Watch it be like... <laughs> Watch it be the Golden State dude, <laughs> Draymond. No, Draymond. Watch him pee up Draymond. We're, Draymond. we're throwing down. Oh, Draymond will straight cold cock well, him. Even Joel Embiid. 
Yeah. Oh. And Bede will just whoop his ass. So here's a fun fact for whoop people us. who don't know. Uh, Grayson Allen actually, in, very early in his career when he got drafted by the Utah Jazz, actually got into a fight with Rudy Gobert in a I practice. remember that. I've, Seven yep. foot two, Rudy Gobert, who's like 275 pounds. Grayson Allen, who's what, 6'4", 190? And he got in his, well, in his face, which is more into his, his chest, stomach. Chest, yeah, chest, chest, stomach, whatever. Talking straight into straight. You want some? Yeah. He was trying, basically, uh, he got a hard, like, he got a hard screen from Gobert, got mad, chucked the ball at him, missed completely, by the way, and then got, tried to get in Rudy Gobert's face as Rudy apparently was just, like, staring down at him. He stormed off angry into the locker room and was like, I can't play with these guys. And he's, like, car- cursing and all this stuff. That just says everything. And the other favorite thing, I don't know if you ever heard this, J.J. Reddick said he's trying to be me from Duke, but he'll never be me because he doesn't have my type of ability. No, he doesn't. Yeah, That's great. And I love that. Here's the thing. He's trying. He's trying. Okay. <laughs> this sounds really bad, but it seems like every every year or every four years, there comes a, a white kid on Duke yeah. that is quote unquote the most hated player in all of NCAA. They're the next That's Christian Leitner type. Wojciechowski, Christian Leitner, yeah. uh uh Oh, oh, old head coach from Northwestern. Oh yeah, um, uh, I can't remember yeah. his name now. Jeez, sorry everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just those type of guys, but he's just taking it to the next level on everything. And I can just, you know, I can't he, he makes skills, so I'll fight you. He yeah. makes that play, and I I know Shashevsky somewhere going. Oh my god, <laughs> you guys should have, Twitter again. just blew up. Oh yeah, everyone. Oh, yeah. This, oh, yeah. It was just ridiculous. He's, he's an absolute like stain. Yeah, dill hole. By the I way, was using our guy BMAC has this to say. He said, I could say Grayson Allen, but that's a given. Uh, but for all the Bucks social media, but for the Bucks social media manager to troll posting a video of Allen eating a donut with his oh. smug expression and the captioning in it, good morning, the next day after the Caruso incident. You're killing me, Smalls. That's, that's I, I, I forgot. That, that was I forgot to yeah, add unbelievable. that in there. Yeah. The Chicago Bulls page literally responded back like, yeah. seriously? Yeah, it's like, yeah. ridiculous. That's just unclassy. Absolutely. Well, guys, that unfortunately wraps up You're Killing Me, Smalls. We can calm down a little bit. Can we, though? I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I, no. I'm ben Simmons. Uh, okay, I'm <laughs> <laughs> You're Killing Me, Smalls 2.0. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Going again. All right. I'm good. But up next, the NFL Conference Championship games are set, and there are a couple teams that no one really expected to make it this far, but could possibly continue the surprise. We will talk about those teams here next on Blow the Whistle. Tannehill steps forward, up in the air, intercepted. Logan Wilson's got it. Burrow, deep drop, step and throw. Lays it up there for Jamar Chase. Harris to snap it. Huber will hold it.
courtesy to CBS Sports, what? NBC, and Fox for those it's great just like out of the blue, man. It just, it just catches not ready me, for it. It catches me by surprise. But welcome back. This is still Blow the Whistle. And as always, I'm still here with Tyler, David, and I'm here. I'm Tyler. <laughs> Are you? Tyler. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm starting to wonder. Yep. <laughs> I had too much coffee, man. <laughs> but you're still here listening Tyler, to Tyler, David, and Andrew. <laughs> Just crash. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is blow the whistle. Hey, welcome to all of our listeners and our Under the Hood podcast listeners for listening to us. And the championship games are set, ladies and gentlemen. And they're getting ready for the Super Bowl shuffle. And they're getting ready for the (laughs) Super Bowl shuffle. 49ers and Rams in the NFC championship, Chiefs and Bengals in the AFC championship. So a question to you guys and to our listeners out of all these, out of these four teams, do any of them surprise you that they made it this far? Give us your guys' thoughts on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L O W T W H I S T L E One. Well, let's start off with the NFC. We're gonna go if either the Rams or Niners surprised you guys uh, making it to the NFC Championship. I'm just gonna start off saying. Definitely, I'm surprised that the Niners have made it this far. <laughs> I think everybody's surprised no the kidding. Niners should have made it this far. That, that, that's like a no-brainer, but I mean, the way how they played against it in in Green Bay, I mean, there's no way that they, there's no reason that they couldn't because overcoming the cold that it's supposed to be a disadvantage. But, um, and now coming to play the Rams, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. I, <sighs> there's so many things that, listen, the X factor of that game, Bar none is Debo Samos. Yeah. And I don't know how injured he is because he gimped off of that field. Mm-hmm. A lot of Kittle was limping off that field, they, too. Yeah. Listen, and, and that's that's the one thing that I don't think anybody understands is how hard that field got. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They said it was like a sheet of ice. Good Lord. What well, was like, what, negative five out there? Like negative something, like, something like that. It was cold as ever out there. It was one so of the coldest games. When you're hitting that ground and repeatedly hitting that I know that's what Kittle's issue was I I think it was just you know banged up for Kittle Debo could not put any weight on his leg at all as he was getting off the field so that concerns me if Debo Samuels is not in this game next week which I doubt that'll happen but if it's a significant injury ball game over yeah oh yeah and that's my concern right now is I think they'll play but how much will they be a factor and how much will they actually play because I mean, if one of those guys goes down with an injury, that's already taking out your number one, number two wide receiver, whatever you want to call them. You can flip-flop them easily. So right there, Jimmy needs he, – because he, he doesn't need to throw the ball, but in order for them to have the kind of offense that they do where they can run the ball efficiently, he's got to be able to pop a few passes here and there. But see, in my opinion, as long as the defense is help, healthy, they can. they're still somewhat in this game because that, that in my opinion – I don't think the Niners really won against Green Bay. The offense never scored a touchdown. It was all special teams. Yeah. But the defense, if you're going to look, the defense is what really, they held the uh, Aaron Rodgers and the uh, Packers offense to only 10 points. Right. So if anyone's going to be, as long as the defense is healthy, that's going to be, in my opinion, what's going to keep the Niners in this game with the Rams. Not saying that without missing uh, offensive weapons that they should still win this game. No, you definitely need those guys. But, I mean, as long as the defense is still healthy, that's what's going to keep them contendable in this game. But here's here's the issue. It's only going to take one good pop from Leonard Floyd, Vaughn mm. Miller, right. or Aaron Donald yeah. 
to put Garoppolo out because he's already dealing with a partially separated shoulder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's, he's still he's dealing, he's with, still dealing with Plus his thumb. Yeah. Although I do wonder, though, like if, I mean, it it's a long shot. I don't even know if it would work because he's a rookie, but... I mean, putting Trey Lance out there, I, it's a lot to ask of a rookie. But could you could you imagine the Tua Tagovailoa scenario of Trey Lance coming I mean, in there and I'm, just blowing up? That's the thing is like you're game planning probably for Jimmy at this point. You're not really thinking about Trey Lance. If Jimmy goes down and Trey Lance goes in there, he's a more mobile quarterback. He's got a better arm. I mean, it 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 opens up the game plan a little bit more for the Niners. Not to say that they would probably go in that direction, but. I mean, if, if, if it happens, it, it, it may give them an advantage, surprisingly. It's so do you think that, because they've done, the Niners have done this in the regular season before, right. making some plays, especially for Trey Lance and throwing them in, kind of mm-hmm. like uh, Fields and Dalton did early on in the season. Yeah. Do you think Shanahan will kind of come out with one of the, like, those kind of play make player plays. I don't doubt <laughs> against it. the Rams. No, I don't. I'm I don't, sure I there's going to be some stuff that we've never seen before from, from, Shanahan. Shanahan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm guessing there's gonna be some packages in there for sure. Um I will I will say this though. Uh OBJ. <laughs> it was Baker Mayfield's fault. <laughs> well, no, he's in a place that he wants to play. Oh, he's, yeah. He's the new Pure OBJ. Simple. He's not yeah. he's not old OBJ. He's, he's not, not back. He's, he's just who he is now. Right. He's a he's veteran. He's a possession receiver. Yeah. Okay. Would you ever play. in a million years think that you would have said well, OBJ is a possession receiver. He is. That's who Stafford relies on when it's third and eight to get yeah. open. I mean, Cooper Cup's Cooper Cup. I want. He's the go-to guy. I'm, I'm yeah, telling you. Absolutely. I'm telling you right. Even their tight end's been playing really well. Tyler Higby's been yeah. really Tyler, good for the last few years. Yeah. He's been solid. It's just that nobody nobody thinks of him as a star tight end because he doesn't. I mean, you've got all these receivers. Wait, then, how much does he see the ball? And then you have. Uh, Cam Akers, yeah. which I'm waiting for him to break out. Just oh, he's waiting. about to pop off sometime soon. He's it, been a surprise to me. He's been it, played. It, it's either going to be this championship game, or if they make it to the Super Bowl, yeah. it'll be the Super Bowl, and he's going to have himself a game. Well, yeah. before we move on to the AFC, let's real quick, who's you guys' picks for this game? Rams by seven, if not more. I'm going to say Rams by nine. I'm going Rams by. I'm going Rams by seven as well. Um, I think the Niners' defense will hold them a little close, but it's. I still got the Rams moving on the Super Bowl. So in the AFC, Chiefs and Bengals. This one's tough for me because I mean, I am. Su- I'm a little surprised that the Bengals have made it this far, but I. I mean, I was surprised starting off in the season just because they were. I mean, they were a little sluggish in the middle of the season. And they started finding their their heat towards the end of the season, and just the way how they've been playing in the playoffs shows that they're a legit team. And now against the Chiefs, though, this is going to be kind of tough because. Can the Chiefs or can the uh, Bengals go in a shootout just like how? Yeah, they already proved that they could. They've already beaten them. Yeah, that's true. They've already beaten them in a shootout. That's true. That being said, I'm gonna be real with you. I this is it's Joe Burrow's time. I I've I as soon as they made the playoffs and, and played the way they did the last two weeks. It's they might be a team of destiny. Am I gonna am I gonna sit here and say they're gonna win the Super Bowl? Probably not. I think they're a year away, maybe two, of winning the Super Bowl. But they're gonna be there every year. Um, Kansas City, the biggest 
my biggest issue with Kansas City is they're slow starters. Yeah. They they don't get going until the second quarter. And if yeah. Burrow goes out there and lights it up like he can, because now all of a sudden his other two wide receivers are starting to play really well. Yeah. Along with Jamar Chase still getting his stuff. I don't see I I think it's Cincinnati's game to lose. I'm just going to keep it simple. Bengals win the Super Bowl. Woo! I'm going to just say it right. I'm going to just say wow. it. You know what? I've been right or die what's, with this team this whole year. What's the money line on that one? <laughs> yeah, what right? is the money line on that one? <laughs> I, know, I would put at I'd least put, a 10 I'd, on that I'd one. i put 20 bucks on that. Absolutely. Yeah. I Listen, I've been right or die with these Bengals since the beginning of the season. I love me Joe Burrow. I love Jamar Chase. I'm going to stick with them. They beat the Chiefs. I think they might be able to do it again. Can they then beat the Rams? So I think they'll be in there then. It's going to be tough. But I, like you said, if you're not going to say it, I'll say it. I think they're I think they're good enough. I definitely think they can win a championship. I think this team has a sneaky enough defense. They have a good enough offense. They can get it done. I think they need a little more veteran leadership. Other than that, it's fair. Okay. I, I also like the Bengals in this. I mean, I've been back and forth. Uh... I would like to see the Bengals just because I want to see them because it'll be a great story and just how the hell they've been playing this entire season. And Joe Burrow, I've loved him when I was watching him at LSU. I'm, I'm not an LSU fan, but I just loved seeing how he played. I was rooting for LSU when they won the national championship that year. Not an LSU fan, but I just love seeing how Joe Burrow plays and his confidence, not the cockiness, <laughs> yes, but uh, the confidence. And David, just like you said, he's got that confidence, and I think that this is his time. So... I got Bengals moving on to the Super Bowl. I'm not wait, I'm not picking a winner just yet. So Rams and uh, Rams and Bengals. But that wraps up our Uno. We still have our dose. What the deuce? What the deuce? Our deuce. God, then this next hour, we're going to talk about the futures of the quarterbacks as uh, Brady and Rodgers could. This could be the last game. And the, new, and the possible overtime rule. We're going to talk Bulls. We're going to talk NBA. And then we're going to talk about... Robot Empire, umpire, the empire. robot empire, robot umpires that is starting out in the AAA. So stick around here for hour two of Blow the Whistle. How you will contemplate whether you'll come back or not? I haven't put a lot of thought into it, so you know, we'll just take it day by day and see, kind of see what happens. Did you at least take a moment as you came off the field or, or at any time today to, to think about that, to think that this this might be the last time I'm out here? No, I was thinking about winning. That's kind of my mentality always to go out there and try to win. Give my team the best chance to win. What's the biggest factor for you, Tom? What would be the biggest factor for you in making that decision going forward? I'm tr- truthfully, guys, I'm thinking about this game. I'm not thinking about it. Pass. Five minutes. Obviously, Devontae is the best receiver in the league, and his, you know, he's uh, you know, free agent, although they could obviously tag him. Alan Lazard, Robert Tunyon, um, you know, so many guys' contracts are, are up or on the brink or salary cap stuff. So a lot of decisions to be made. I don't want to be a part of a rebuild uh, if, you know, if I'm going to keep playing. So uh, a lot of decisions, you know, in the next couple of months. Welcome back to this is such sad music. Welcome back Let's to roll. Blow the to turn the page. R.I.P. Meatloaf, man. R.I.P. Meatloaf. I was gonna say, I'm like, I know exactly the, what it was playing. The singer. That's what I, I this sound. The song sounded familiar. Anything for love. And that's I would right. Do that's what it was. For 
God, I could out I, of the album "Bad Out of Hell," baby. <laughs> but I won't get the shot. Yeah. No, I won't. That's Aaron Rodgers' yeah, song. Sorry. <laughs> I just thought you know I had to throw a little meatloaf in there. No, I, I like, like that. that I like, it was good. All right, P meatloaf. But welcome back to blow the whistle for our dose. Dude, what the deuce? Still with you. I'm Tyler Beaterbar with David Dykstra and Andrew Valentin. I don't know where that southern accent. Dykstra, Dykstra, family, Dykstra, family. It's just the comeback. I was, I was, I was, I was doing my best, Ryan Kelly. <laughs> and welcome all of our listeners, all all of our under the hood podcast listeners for tuning in. Hood? If you're j- hood, wheat <laughs> cream. <laughs> <laughs> This is what it's going to be. Coo whip. Coo whip. Blow the whistle. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Whistle. I dare say. <laughs> go for it. And this is how hour two is going to go. I'm excited. Oh, we're getting punchy, oh, yeah. we're getting punchy ladies yes, and gentlemen. We are. <laughs> but again, welcome back. If you guys are just now tuning in, we're talking about the future of Aaron Rodgers and... Tom Brady, as this is the first time in 12 years, neither, as we said earlier, Brady or Rodgers will be in the conference championship games. So my question to you boys and the listeners, what does this mean for both of their futures? Give us your guys' thoughts and opinions on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1. It's B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. David, I'm going to go to you. Let's start off with, we're going to start off with Tom Brady. The the noise has gotten considerably louder in the last week and a half. Yeah. It's interesting. On. Yeah, I, I I don't think he's done just because he was missing so much going into the playoffs this year mm-hmm. with the injuries and, and psychotic breaks and rumored, rumored psychotic breaks. Excuse yeah, me. I apologize. But he was missing a lot. So I think he's at least coming back for one more year. Yeah. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. With without a shadow of it now, whether or not they can re-sign Chris Godwin, because, ladies and gentlemen, he is on a franchise tag and <coughs> Bears, hey <coughs> <Eight> Bears. <laughs> but anyway, I, I I think he'll come back. Uh, Tampa Bay is known to go out and get what's needed, and they'll probably ask Tom Brady. Going to the other one, it all depends on what the Packers do. If they go to Aaron Rodgers and say, "Nah, we're we're in rebuild mode." We're, we're not going to franchise tag. He even hinted at it. Like, I, I assume they're going to franchise tag Javante Adams. <laughs> I assume. Such a child. But, but if they go into, into rebuild mode. Yeah, him leaving is the cause of that rebuild, by the way. The, I mean, the Bears, the Bears are now sitting pretty. Oh, uh, yeah. Very pretty in that division because the only, my personal opinion is the only people that you, ha- or the only team you have to worry about is Minnesota. Yeah, that's the only one. And who knows? About and who them. knows because yeah. they are getting a new GM and a new head coach as well. Yeah. So that being said, though, if they, if they want to listen to Aaron Rodgers and say, hey, we are steps away from being in the Super Bowl again, oh, this is what we need. Mm hmm. They're not that far off, and Aaron will stay. But if he doesn't, there's at least three teams that I know of that he'll go to. But if I want to be honest with everybody, he'll land in Pittsburgh. That's one of my spots that I would figure him to go to. And and Mike Tomlin's already come out and said he is actually relishing the idea of Oh, I bet finding a quarterback or drafting a quarterback that he can. Well, it's kind of it's pretty obvious yeah. that Big Ben's done. 
Um, do I think that? Uh, sorry, Andrew. I'm gonna go to you in a second. Okay, but, go uh, for it. <laughs> uh, I'm just sitting here. I'm, no. I mean, I've got my my opinions are burning on on Rogers, so I'm gonna let him have it. So, um, for me, for Tom Brady, this one's tough. I've been back and forth on it because he's gonna be turning 45, I believe, in August. He said he wanted to play until 50. I think the the I don't think he's the reality of that happening though is very slim. I think I think reality kind of slapped him in the face. Yeah, I think to me this can go either way. If he he seems like he's still in the condition that at his age that he could still play in the league, which is absolutely ridiculous because no one in the league should be that old should be able to play. But the thing is that he he probably knows that he really has nothing else to prove. He's already the, the the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. He leads every team. Every team in Super Bowl wins, so there's really not much more he needs to do. I would not be surprised if he retires, but I mean, I would say this: I could see him roughing out another year. I think if he had made the Super Bowl this year, he would have called it. He might have called it, win or lose. Probably. I think he might have called it. Yeah, yeah. I think he wants to make one more Super Bowl. If he wins, great cherry on cherry on that Sunday. If he loses, I'm okay with it. I made it to the Super Bowl one last time. He went out the way that he, he wanted yeah. to go. One, yeah. exactly. I'll give it I'll give him one more year, but I don't think either way after that. If they don't make it next year, there, there's no way after that. All right. mm. For Aaron Rodgers, I I think he's done. I think he's going to another team. My I can almost think this. You can Ma- wish the Green he's by- a Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I Wishing think the prayer will get you a lot of nowhere yeah, sometimes. No, no, no. <laughs> what I think is because they kept calling it like this is the last dance. This is the last dance, and everyone, everyone, even Packers fans were like, "This is going to be Rogers' last year," yada yada. But I think my opinion with how the Green Bay organization has treated Rogers, but they they stepped it up and listened to him on what to do for this up this this past season. Um, I don't know. I almost think that the the Packers are just gonna be like, "All right, man." We've given you all this. We've given you enough uh, opportunities. We have this young kid that's he's just getting old. He's just sitting here on the sidelines year by year. I think that's just for them. They haven't done anything in the past few years. And I think it's just time to start Jordan Love. This is the rebuild stage. So that's why I think that the as much as it's not. I think that's part of the problem, though. I, I honestly think that's part of the problem with the Packers organization. They thought they had something in Jordan Love, and I don't think they do. And I think they so know you think they they're don't. procrastinating. I think they found out until, what exactly what he is. And yep. he's not that great a quarterback. Yeah. Well, yeah, and um, they 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 kind of totally fluffed on that uh, pick. Yeah. But I mean, you want? I mean, it would make them look stupid if they don't try to go for don't try to develop and start get this kid rolling because i mean what's the point of what was the, that was a whole wasted pick i'm just i no i know what, i know what you're i'm saying. just saying no, i think they know I, what they have and they aren't happy with it so that's why they're they're kind of placating to rogers but my my i like the pit the pittsburgh one just makes too much sense but another one i've heard and i'm kind of leaning towards maybe las vegas kind of towards it, back I'm, home i'm telling you right now if he goes to vegas Hey, uh, Derek Carr, you want to come and play for the Pittsburgh Steelers? I would be totally happy with that. Da- Ooh, that would be, be totally scenario. happy with that. Or Cleveland. Or Cleveland. Or Cleveland, yeah. I mean, I, both those teams would take him. I'll say this for Tom Brady real quick, just because I don't think it's a. I, I think he is coming back. I'd say 60% chance he comes back, 40% chance he retires. I think he's probably just getting tired at this point. That's probably what it is. Getting it older, getting wear. tired. It, you've been beat up a lot, right? You got hit a lot in this Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl playoff games, right? It's going to take a toll on you. Now, Aaron Rodgers. 
Uh, he's burned bridges with everybody at this point. I think they could keep him just because of the fact that they see that he's still a winning quarterback. But at this point, he's fired. he fired shots in that last little thing. He's like, well, if they're going to be on a rebuild, I don't want to be here. Yeah, we get it. You don't want to be here if they're bringing in new pieces. Well, then retire. Go away. Uh, I honestly think he's... Don't retire. Go to Pittsburgh. Here's the thing, though. If he goes to Pittsburgh or Las Vegas, wherever he goes, he's going to be bad there. I guarantee it. He's not going to make those teams that much better. That's my thing with Aaron Rodgers. He's going to go there, but because of his narcissistic, egotistical, self-absorbed, passive-aggressive self, he's going to destroy that team chemistry and completely demolish everything. Mike Tomlin can probably say, well, I can put up with him and stuff because I put up with AB, so I can put up with Aaron Rodgers. But when you have Clay Chapel fighting with him or fighting with Deontay Johnson because he's not getting enough catches and stuff, that's going to say everything. And Vegas is already a terrible place as it is because look at all the players there that have been in trouble. Here's here's the question, though. Are Devontae and Aaron already talking? Of going somewhere together? And going, we'll go somewhere together. I doubt it. I don't. I don't think Devontae I, I, Adams is his friend. I don't think they're buddies. Wow. I don't I think that's, this is a that's, bus- a that's a huge hot take. This is, I think, a business relationship. What did Chuck Knoll say when they were asked about what his relationship with Terry Bradshaw was? Oh, he yeah. said business like. That's exactly what I think All the right, relationship but is. That's I don't fair. feel like it's there. I can see that, but I mean the way how they play together, I can almost That's a thing though. They, they the play way well they, together, but that doesn't mean they're friends. But you've seen that before. You have to have good chemistry in order to play together. Oh, like absolutely. That. So that's why I, I feel like legitimately they are good friends. And I would not be surprised. I could totally see that them going moving elsewhere into the same team together. I just look at Devontae Adams and I think he's hitched his wagon to Aaron Rodgers to say, I mean, he's gonna get me to a possible Super Bowl, maybe get me to the Hall of Fame or something. I just don't think that because when you look at them on the sidelines, they're next to each other, but then all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers goes off and does his own thing every time they come off the field. I just, I don't see it. I, I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers, wherever he goes next, it's not going to work. All right. Well, guys, in basketball, Chicago is getting bullied, and it has been taking a huge effect on them so far. For so far, there's a successful season. We will tell you what needs to change here on Blow the Whistle. Long rebound, Caruso taken away by Middleton for a moment. Then DeSumo's got it, hits the trailer, Caruso in a hard foul on Grayson Allen as Caruso hits the deck. Magic fans standing and cheering. A great effort tonight for Orlando. Billy Donovan shaking the hand of the young Magic coach Jamal Mosley. Let's fight! Let's go! Courtesy to MEC Sports Chicago on those wonderful <laughs> highlights. And what a turn of music choice. I love it. I love it. I, I told I, you I wasn't going to go. I just well, got a second wind. <laughs> let, let, let I know. Me, this me, got me going. Whew. You know the name of the song. Down with the Sickness. No. No, it's not. Why am <laughs> I know the song. Tyler, Tyler's got to guess the song before we can get to the subject. <laughs> Think oh about what the subject is. <laughs> Hold on. Why am I going blank on this? I, I can't think of the it. The right name now. of the song is Bulls on Parade. Damn it! <laughs> I knew that too. I played it in Guitar Hero. <laughs> I quit. I'm old. I'm so over this. Old, I yeah. played it on Guitar Hero. Are you kidding me? That's funny. I saw uh, them in concert once. Me at all? Yeah. Oh, that been- They're so good. I went to see. Uh, Oh, what was it? Rage, Prophets of Rage. Did you really? Oh, so good. God. So good. I'm going to start going down the music set as soon as I start getting home. Yeah. Uh. Prophets of Rage is really good. (laughs) Really good. (laughs) 
So now All you right. go, youngster. We'll, we'll go. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we're call, I call him my little bro, but jeez. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <gasps> I know this song from Guitar Hero. <laughs> I have the CD. I literally have the CD. I had it on my iPod. <laughs> I, did, I did not upload nothing. I went to the store and bought this for the CD. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, go. <laughs> let's, get, let's get back to business. <laughs> so the Bulls fall to the Orlando Magic 114 to 95 despite DeMar DeRozan scoring 41 points. That is makes it Bulls losing uh, six of their last seven games. And my question out to you guys and the listeners is the Bulls are struggling and something needs to change. Is now the go time for AK to make a big trade before the deadline? Give us your guys' thoughts on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow T Whistle One. That's B L W T W H I S T L E one. Andrew, I'm gonna start off with you. What do you think the Bulls need to do to get out of this slump? They gotta make a trade. Sabonis. Uh yeah. <laughs> Sabonis. Honestly, Jeremy Although I've heard that Sabonis is <laughs> off the table. Yeah. For everybody. Uh, He's not really? going anywhere. Yeah. Oh. Sounds like the Pacers are probably going to keep him, may make a move in the offseason potentially. Although I think he might be a free agent. I'll have to check that. But uh, it sounds like Jeremy Grant's going to be the guy. They've been talking with the, De- the Detroit Pistons at this point. The, which I wouldn't be mad at. Yeah. The problem no. is, though, that the Pistons are holding out for Patrick Williams, and everything that's been offered to him at this point has been draft picks and well, the a last lot of the thing, bench players. The absolute last thing that the Bulls want to do is right. get rid you of You don't want to trade your right. future, especially no. if this guy on a one-year deal is going to be gone after that. You want security on a player, which he's young enough and talented enough, I think, that he adds the defense, the rebounding, and the scoring that you need along with the size. But I think they have to pull the trigger on a move at this point. Caruso's going to be out six to eight weeks. Lonzo's going to be out for a decent amount of time. We don't know when Zach's going to be back. Hopefully soon, you know. And I think still, uh, Lonzo's also is like six to eight weeks. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got Javante Green, who's also out still as well. So you're missing two of your most aggressive defenders at the guard and the forward spot, with Green being a guy that can switch on both. And then you have both of your starters, Lonzo and Zach, out, which is like your number two and your number three options in the scoring. You gotta you gotta pull the trigger at this point. There is nothing else you can do because now you're asking DeRozan to be the guy that scores forty points every game. I mean, obviously he can score 30, 40 a night. It seems to be like that kind of guy. But if he's not gonna be there, you need Vooch to pick up the pace, you need Kobe White to pick up the pace. Those guys are gonna have to step up. So at this point, they're suffering on defense, so they need that guy that can stop them. Because in that game, that's all it was, was DeRozan, Vooch, and White. White with 22, Vooch with 13 and 10 boards. 13 boards, sorry. Yeah, um, yeah no, I mean, and th- these guys can't, I mean, those Vooch and White need to pick it up. And DeRozan, like, just like you said, he can drop those points, but he can't do it all by himself. No. And they need to do something right now because they're still up. They're number four in the stand in the East standings, I believe. Yes. Yes. No, three. Number three in the yeah. East standings. So they're still up there. They're still um, the content, a contender in the East. So this is when you got to go all in and make a big time trade. Okay. Yeah. So let me, let me just throw this out. Why aren't they talking to teams that are going to ask less? Hey, I know of a guy who seriously wants to get out of the state capital of California. Yeah. <laughs> Bagley Jr. wants out of Sacramento so bad. So bad, yeah. That I would, and I don't think it would cost you what it would cost you to get Grant. No, but I think it's also I think it comes down to that they want to try. 
to get like a top tier play, not a top tier player, but a player that is what's wrong with having a role role player at this point. I mean, granted, and, and, and I'm, I'm yeah. just going to put this out there. All these guys are out for a significant amount of time. Mello Caruso. Yeah. We Levine, don't, we don't, know, we don't know. Yeah. You don't know about Levine, all these guys. Why not get something as a band aid for right now? You're not going to win as much as you were winning, but you're still going to, let's say 500 over the next right. four to eight weeks. Yeah. Then all your boys are back and I, you've now added a guy who can give you defensive help on the interior and rebounding on the interior to go along with Vooch. Right. Well, I think no. what, I think what they want to find is they want to find like that fifth guy that they can kind of plug in and play because at this point, you know, who knows, Again, I'm not saying the C word, but, you know, this is a playoff team, I think. I think they're uh, one of the best teams in the East. They certainly have played like it. They've shown it. And I think they want to find that guy that's simply like, all right, we can put him in there and he's going to work. He's going to work with the team. He's going to work in our system. It's not to say that Marvin Bagley can't, because he's, but he's more of a download dominator on the inside, which is fine. You need rebounding. You need defense. But they don't really need inside scoring. They can get that. They need a guy that can kind of play more of the inside-out game as well as add defense. And listen, Bagley Jr. is a fine player. If you can get him for cheap, I would say get him for cheap. Like, if you can swap, like, Derek Jones Jr. and Matt Thomas for him just to take him off their hands, I would do that in a heartbeat because guess what? At that point, you could probably still go get Jeremy Grant and you're adding more size to the team. So there's a chance they could actually get both of those guys because he's frustrated, he wants out, but the Kings, I think, are also the other problem here too because the Kings are trying to maximize value because they want to build around De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. And that's the problem. They... I, I don't think they see him as a first-round pick guy anymore. Like, they can get a first-rounder out of him. But I think they see him as being a guy that can get development pieces from Marvin Bagley. That, I think, is the other problem in that situation. It's it's the cost. And then, how does he fit with the team? That's the other part of it. Yeah. So, okay, I, that's how I look at it, at least. No, but, David, I like your reference of they need, like, that band-aid player. Like, just someone... Because the, the yeah. Bulls are drowning right now. Like, just with injuries. They've been drowning with covid and like yeah, you know, now we're going to injuries. They need they need that guy just just a little bit extra something because I mean obviously we know this roster stacked, but it's like it doesn't do you no good when they're all hurt. Does all right. here's a question? Yeah, I mean he's played great so far, and no one he might have been the steal of the draft. What if Io steps up? Uh, he has been. He, he has been. He but has been. Been. He he starting a lineup. I would be okay with that. He started last night. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I mean, the thing with Io is that he's still obviously getting his feet Just underneath learn, him. Just a learning curve. Yeah. yeah. So I would still like him to come off the bench at this point. But if he starts playing like he does, like he did before with the 18 points a game, 16 points a game, and he's taking the easy shots, I'm okay with that. Problem is, is that, you know, is he a true point guard? Not necessarily. He's a combo guard. So, so put him at. I put, put him, him at. The, I put him at the two, and I put Kobe, Kobe White at the one, one yeah. and just I have like him that. run the run the point. I know Kobe's not a pure point guard as well. Yeah, but you've got two guys that who can play on the outside and shoot, and then you've got your perimeter defender as well. He's trying to pick up the pace for Caruso. It's not playing out the same because he's young, but still. Well, in my opinion, to me, Io has definitely exceeded the expectations from everyone. And granted, he didn't play great at all last night, but I mean, but he, you're going to have that with a rookie, right? Exactly. It, no, exactly, exactly. So I mean. Yeah, he he could step it up, but I mean, he's already been stepping it up for being a rookie and being that sleeper pick that uh, everyone passed up on in the first round. So I mean, from how he's playing, I I you could ask more for him, but I mean, he's already given you given the Bulls a lot than 
anyone ever expected. And putting him at the two, I think that'd be, I mean, it looks like that's what they did here. They put Kobe at the one, Io at the two last night. Um, Because just that, that situation, because Kobe's more, is more of the scorer than Io. Yeah. Like you like you said, more of a true point guard than Io, but not the true point guard. Right. Io's gonna give you that flip flop of offense and defense. So I mean with how that's what I, I would that's how I would have the Bulls run it right now with how the injuries are going at yeah. the moment. And I mean, honestly, they may need to think about possibly trying to make a work for another guard potentially. I mean, it's if you can try and maybe get that in like a German trade. <laughs> Let's not do this anymore. Let's not do that. So, uh, it, it, I, but no, listen, I mean, no, I mean, if he would play power forward, I would be all for it. I've said that before. I'd be all for the trade for Ben Simmons to the Bulls, but he has to play power forward, not point guard. That's there's the biggest too many, thing. There's too many uh, guards on the Bulls. I mean, they're all they're hurt right now. They're with guards, yeah. They're hurt right now, but right. Uh, yeah, there's too many guards and too many guys that can take up the ball. We The Bulls don't need to have Ben Simmons. Like, I like if they did... Keep them at the power forwards law position. Yeah, they don't, don't let need, them take the ball up the court. They don't need any more guards. That's not the problem here, really. The problem is the injuries to the guards. That's the issue. But that's not the problem. But the problem then, is they don't have a four that can play defense, get rebounds, and then score for them when Vooch can't get inside, which would allow Vooch to kick to the outside and shoot jumpers and threes. But what do you think that the Sixers would want the Bulls to give up for in order to get him? Probably DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine <laughs> and like 30 first round picks because Daryl Morey thinks this kid is like God sent from heaven. Yeah. I don't I don't know. There's rumors going around that he's gone after this season, by the way. Who is Zach? No, the GM. For oh, Daryl Morey? Because yeah. this is a mess. I mean, the guy's like, we could be doing this for years. You don't do that for they years. Had, they had good uh, two, like two good years when Butler was there and then... Uh, Two seasons ago, but like that was just a dumpster fire over yeah, he, in Philly. Yeah, it's but honestly, for the Bulls, I, I, I think the best move that they can make. I, again, I'm not opposed to Bar, uh, Marvin Bagley Jr. I would like Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Grant if you could get Sabonis. Obviously, it seems like that's kind of a shaky thing now. There's Christian Wood, Robert Covington. There's a lot of cheaper options that could be out there potentially for the team to look at. So I just hope I just hope the Bulls can actually see that pull the trigger. But I believe in I believe in this. Management. I didn't. I if Foreman and Paxson were still here, we'd be. We wouldn't even be this close. No, no, no. Up so the creek thankful. without a pedal. Is what you're saying? Yes, that was <laughs> without saying those words. I was trying to say that. Yes. <laughs> well, continuing the uh, basketball talk, we are almost at the halfway point in the NBA. Meaning the trade deadline is coming up. We will see. We will see some big moves happen in the. Ne- will we see some big moves happen in the next couple weeks? We will tell you who needs to. Uh, who needs to go. Next, I'll blow the whistle. Credit to NBC Sports Chicago on those great highlights. Hey, ask me the question. All right, so I got to ask Tyler because I was already saying this beforehand. Tyler, where have you heard this song before? You're going to make fun of me, I know it. I am going to make fun of you for it. Shrek. (sighs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Once again, and it just it I just is like a CD. it's like a knife to your. Th- yeah, <laughs> I heard this song. I'm just gonna say it. I heard this song in Mystery Men. That was the first time I ever heard this song. Mystery Men, yes. Mystery Men was the first oh, time. horrible, that, horrible that's movie. Where this song, yeah, it was, horrible movie. Oh, it's a great, it's a great horrible movie. But I mean, that was that's where the song movie. originated. If you watch the music video, those guys are in this. You want a movie to fall asleep to? Mystery Men. Yeah, I've I like Mystery Men. Uh, ben Stiller it is worse. You're gonna have to talk with Ben then, because Ben loves that movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> All right. All right. So, welcome back to Blow the Whistle, and we're gonna continue with the basketball <laughs> talk. <laughs> and this is, we're almost at the uh, ha- the halfway point in the NBA season, and the trade deadline's coming up, as well as the All Star Weekend. So, we're gonna start off with talking about the. The trade deadline and a question I have to you guys and to the listeners is what te- what teams out there need to make big moves before the deadline and what do they need? Give us your uh, give us your guys' thoughts and opinions on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blow2 Whistle One. David, I'm gonna start off with you. I kinda like to see Memphis do something. Okay. okay. I'm not sure exactly what, but they're right there. Yeah. They're yeah. right there and they're a piece away. Okay. I would have said Sabonis. <laughs> if that would have been dangerous, if, if Indian, yeah, if Indianapolis hadn't come out and said he's off the table, yeah, I would have said Sabonis to Memphis would have been really cool to see. Okay, uh, I there's there's been a lot of big time names that have been floated out there. I know Westbrook's gone. Westbrook's. I would be shocked. See, the problem with Westbrook is that one, his contract is insane. That's the big issue there, number one. Number two is I don't know who, like, takes him outside of, like, pissed Detroit who's like, we could use a star to, like, sell tickets. Like, that's that's the only thing that I look he at. He needs like, to go to a team where there's nobody. That, yeah, that's I what my that, thing that's is. That's is like only, those would be the only options that would take well, him. Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you right I, now, he would be happier than pig and slop. In Orlando, because he'd be the only one there. Him and Wendell Carter Jr. going. <laughs> oh, my well, and God. And Jalen Suggs and yeah. all those younger yeah, pieces. But, yeah. but, but he could be the dominant leader of the team. Yeah. He could get his triple-double stuff, whatever. Be he'd happy. be happy. Yeah. Well, he'd and be happy putting up points. The Lakers probably wouldn't. And not putting, like, Tim Duncan shots off the top of the freaking <laughs> backboard. He's a terrible oh, finisher. Have you seen that? So many people have put highlights, quote unquote highlights of Russell Westbrook and his his shooting. He's terrible. What the hell did? He's got the yips. He's got the Markel Fultz. He. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. He. Well, the thing is, is like he's trying to like play to the to the same style that people do that the point guards do now but he can't trade himself you can't train that guy no. to be something different he's not going to take jumpers he's not going to take threes very well he's going to be a drive to the basket put the ball up at the rim by the way he sucks as a finisher just look at the well, way that he finishes at the rim he's terrible I've said this, as a point guard like that. I've said this before he's got the shooting confidence of Steph Curry he's got the shooting ability of Ben Simmons no. <laughs> I'll say He's this. He's got the toughness of Ray Lewis and the shooting ability of Ray Lewis. The, the one team that has shocked me has been uh, Golden State. They have looked absolutely atrocious since Clay has come back. Yeah. and Their chemistry is off. Way off. They don't know how to fix that. That, that. that was the biggest shock to me ever. And myself and I think everyone else that was that pays attention to the NBA was probably expecting, oh, crap. The Warriors are playing this good without Clay. Once Clay comes back, it's... 
lights out. Yeah. But what has happened to them? They, they don't. They're know. five and five in their last ten. They don't. They don't they've have been, the chemistry. They've been no. playing so much with Jordan Poole. They don't know how to get Clay Thompson into that game now. And honestly, at this point, the best bet would probably be to get Clay coming off the bench and gradually work him back into the starting lineup if that is the case. Because at this point, he probably is just going to be like the next Lou Williams for that team at this point. I would keep Jordan Poole in there because he's been great with them. Another team that I want to mention about possible uh, making big moves for the trade deadline is Cleveland. Just because Cleveland sit there at number five in the East, I don't, I, I'm trying to think of what missing they could, piece they would need. I, I need a guard. That's what they That's need. True. Yeah. They need somebody to take over for if they want to try and make a run like this year, I don't think they will. But I think what they need is another guard because Colin Sexton is now out. Darius Garland's been great without him, but they need somebody else to step in that role. And I think they need to get away from the big man situation that got going on because having a bunch of seven footers out there, <laughs> three seven footers yeah. on the floor at the same time. It's great for defense and it's great for that size advantage, but Good like Lori is not that great of an athlete. And he's not really that great of a shooter. You need somebody else that can kind of be that clutch player at the forward spot. They need somebody for like the three or the four that can swing out and be that type of player. It, it, to me, it, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what big names are out there for somebody to get because yeah. there are going to be big names. Yeah. Well, I think the I think one right now. And I know it's going back to Philly with this whole thing, but CJ McCollum seems to be the hot name connected to the 76ers at this point. They want a shooter. They need somebody that can stretch the floor and give them that three-point shooting that they desperately need with Seth Curry. So I think they're looking to try and get McCollum. I don't know if Ben's going to be in that trade. I don't think he necessarily is. To but Portland? I mean, that's, that's that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I mean, That might actually make Damian Lillard go. <laughs> See you. <laughs> I because I just I think that 76ers see that they've got an opportunity. This I'm not saying it's their last opportunity, but this is a really good chance for them to make a statement. A lot of teams are struggling right now, so now's your chance to shoot back up into the East, be a top team. I think I think they're gonna try and make a play for CJ McCollum, but it's kind everyone kind of seems to be holding their cards close to their chest. Nobody wants to really let anybody go. They're not saying anybody's on the trade block yet, or they're pulling back and they're saying, no, he's not like Sabanis and stuff. Yeah. Everybody's kind of just waiting to see, I think, who throws down the first gauntlet. Because Atlanta wasn't the first gauntlet for anybody that thinks the Cam Reddish trade was like, oh, it's starting. No, that's not the start. Oh no, that's you just, know that's just ditching a player that's no, not no. really adding. Do you know what that was? I can tell you right now what that was. Go for it. That was the New York Knicks going, hey, Zion. Yeah, exactly. You want to come and play with your and best friends? Gonna, yep. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not joking. It could happen. The Pelican, I, I, I don't think it's, it's going to be this it's year. It's going to be Duke it's, North. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> it's a good way to they'll put bring, it. They'll it bring in JJ Wright. <laughs> good way to put it. I'm, I'm dead serious. I That was a total, hey, Zion, you want to feel really comfortable, lose 50 pounds and come and play some basketball? Yeah. Let's go. Hey, um, what's his name did that? Randall. He, he was he was a little chunky over in uh, New Orleans. Then Can he came up to New York. Randall and Zion on the same court. That would be oh. that would be actually kind of difficult. I'm thinking right now. Well, yeah, because those two guys together, those big bodies, they're both trying to clash on the inside. Just I, looking for a train you, wreck. You right better now. hope that RJ Barrett can hit all those three point shots then, because he's getting <laughs> no time in the middle. Well, then. you figure you figure it's RJ Cam Cam at the small. Yeah. Uh, you put either Zion or Randall at the 
switch him four or five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you have, because <laughs> he loves his Thibodeau, Derrick Rose <laughs> playing point. Yeah. That's the problem know, with this. That's the problem with the Knicks, though. They have so many guys on that roster that are like named players, and like Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker and all those dudes. There's just like so it's so they crowded s- in New York right I now. I would be surprised. Off. I would not be surprised to see Kemba go bye bye. I think they're gonna pull. I think they're gonna pull a move. Get Kemba and Fournier out of there potentially. I think they're gonna try to trade those two guys. It's they, just too I crowded. Would, I wouldn't it's be too much. I'd love that. You you put Fournier and Kemba in a package with probably some picks. For Zion, could work. That could work. I mean, they'd be. That, I think they New Orleans needs guards. They need guards right now. That that could be an interesting possibility. <laughs> oh my gosh, Duke North could be. I was just wondering of how well that would work out together. I it would be New Orleans is rebuilding. York, so. They started off the season like very solid, like they were top up there in the top four in the yeah, East. But it's, it's, it's every all year. crumbled. Well, it's right, every yeah. year. New York comes out hot, and everybody's like, "Oh, just wait." It's also the the Thibodeau effect. He always kind of comes out, you know, riling up and everything, and then it slowly starts to trickle down that you but have those that, issues. I will guarantee you that New York Knicks move to get Cam Reddish was like, hey, Zion, <laughs> we got your two best friends. It could. Come and yeah. play in New York. I, it's, it's, I, honestly, though, Zion, he wants out. And I think once he gets out, he'll get back in shape. Oh yeah, I think oh, he yeah. wants. To he's move babying. To, he's babying this injury yeah. very, very, very much. He's he's kind of. You know, I'll, I'll I'll say this for the last thing. He's pulling this Aaron Rodgers thing where he wants to go to New York. He didn't get to go to New York, and now he's like, "I'm going to New York. I'm getting there." So yeah, it's it's Rodgers wanting to go to San Francisco type of move. All right. Well. Coming up, we might be seeing the Matrix in real life, but hopefully instead of trying to kill the human population, we'll just see them make the right calls. Stick around to hear why we're talking about robots and sports next on Blow the Whistle. There is a robot in this formation that does not belong. Identify it. One of us. Which one? One of us. Mom, are you okay? Come with me if you want to live. And number five. Beautiful. I am alive. <laughs> We're back here. <laughs> I, I, we can talk wolf. a little bit, but yeah. it, it's coming. Just wait, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, there's oh, still more. Boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are we just going to sit in and just wait? Yeah, we can. We can chitty chat a little bit. <laughs> he knows what's coming. <laughs> I know it! I know it! <laughs> yes! Domo origato, Mr. Roboto! Oh, you darn right, baby. Wow. Now oh, you can that go. Was great. Well, we're back here on Blow the Whistle, and it's still as always, Tyler Buterbaugh, David Dykstra, Andrew Ellington. And we're going to talk I about... I thought you'd appreciate that engine. <laughs> Thank you. That was great. Oh, wow. There were so many other, like, robots. Like, I wish I had had more time. I might go back and just mess with just that for myself. Fun. For it. Yeah. Just for the hell of it. That's uh, that, that's a fun one. Wow. So, in this segment, we're talking about that the they came out that robot... They might be coming out with robot umpires. Oh, no, home, they're coming, they're out, coming out, out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At home plate, in up in the AAA for this season. So, my question to you guys and to the listeners... Are robot umps the new future for baseball, or are we going to be seeing robots in other sports as well? 
Give us your guys' thoughts on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BlowTWhistle1, B-L-O-W-T-W-H-I-S-T-L-E-1. David, I'm going to start it off with you. I like the idea of robot umps somewhat. And, and here's the thing. I'm surprised, and, and I'm, I'm going to just lump it all in. I'm surprised technology hasn't advanced a little more in sports in general. Mm-hmm. With all the lasers and everything that yeah. you can have. As far as like, let's say in NFL football or in college football, instead of having your line judges coming out, why are they not using laser beams? Oh, from like that's a good point. From to, to pylon be, to, to pylon, yeah. not not just pylon to pylon, but like for first down, you can, oh, you can still have the guys there, but now they don't have to come out. You just shoot that laser beam right across, and it tells you exactly where. Yeah. If they got the first down or not, same yeah, with that's interesting. Same with the the whole crossing the goal line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have that laser beam going from goal one side of the goal line to the other. Yeah, and, and as soon just like they do in hockey. Yeah, as soon as that puck crosses the goal, or in soccer, as soon as that the light goes, the, the light goes light off. Yeah, have something like that. Not to say. <laughs> Like the slime time. Touchdown. But like it, it alerts the ref that a touchdown was scored. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that would have them having to have a chip in. I was in just going to say, because you would have to have like a, a you know, like a chip or a sensor in the ball. But how, how big does the chip need to be? Like, right. No, again, you're right. You're right. That, and I mean, a, they got a technology that can make something like right. that and or something thing, on the like, skin of the football. Yeah. And if they short out, I mean, that's why you have the refs there so they can make that call. So, I mean, they have chips and baseballs to show how far they've flown. True. True. Yeah. I, I mean, they can golf and everything. Go to top golf. <laughs> There's yeah, chips right. in every single one of those yeah. golf balls to tell right. you how far you hit it, what direction it's going, everything right. like that. And it always freaks me out how accurate it is. Oh, it's crazy accurate. It's yeah. but, but that being said, I'm not against technology advancing i'm against the human aspect of of calls being manipulated yeah yeah i would say abs i like what they do in the major leagues right now with with the strike box mm-hmm. oh, have, yeah. the, have the ump down there but have like sensors on either one of his side ball strike in okay. the box alert, whether or not it hits the box, he's okay. alerted yeah. on his side, whether it's a strike or a ball. Yeah. Okay, so that's kind of what more, because I was reading into this, that's more of what they're talking about for robot umps, or is it like, because my whole, my literally my whole thought was thinking there was going to be a whole robot rolling out there. <laughs> Johnny knowing Five, the he's alive! <laughs> right. That was so, my initial thought. No, he so pulls the whole, his arm off. The whole idea. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> What are you doing there? <laughs> one of us. One of us. Yeah. So the whole idea of the robot umpire is that it's basically giving like another, like an eye in the sky type of thing. Like that'll keep track of the balls and strikes essentially electronically. So you're not losing the umpire. It's just like adding another element, which was my biggest thing. Like you're adding another element to the game. I do, however, think though that as much as we are incorporating technology into sports, the umpires have got to grow themselves. Like they've got to get better at this because pretty soon there could be a point 
years down the line where they're no longer necessary. And their biggest thing is they have their own, I believe I'm, if I'm correct on this, they have their own union. They're not employed yes, by absolutely. the leagues that, Very that, true. that have them. Like they, right. they have to go out and they have to have them contracted. That's kind of the problem is that they're not, they're not even refereeing their own referees, you know? So that's, I think a big thing that needs to possibly change is talking about the refs getting incorporated into the leagues and the leagues working with the referees because I think that would take away a lot of the problems in this. I mean, because there's refereeing schools and things like that, but it's all independent, and that's part of the problem. There's no connection with these leagues. It's all independent stuff. My only thing is, though, is there's always malfunctions and stuff with technology. Oh, technology is great until it goes... Trust me, I can tell you all about it after this past weekend. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Four years of it, I can tell you that. how, How well can we expect or trust this technology to make the right calls in baseball. I mean, obviously that's why they're doing it in AAA to get kind of like, right. The okay. Pig, so the you piggy, have the th- guinea pig. There's a little difference between the technology that you and I deal with and what we deal with here. Right. And, and a trade school compared to a multi-billion dollar corporation putting Fair. in the money, right. the time in development and, and, and ROD. Right. And, and figuring out tweaks in, 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 Things that will go wrong. Well, yeah, I mean, before I guess, they even, and I'm sure they're 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 testing a lot of the stuff that I even brought up to you guys yeah. already. Right, so, it wouldn't so. surprise because I mean I've seen videos of people like they're like out in uh, I don't know exactly where, but they're making human like robots with like emotions yeah. and scary realistic expressions. I mean, just the the brains behind it and the technology that they have. So many people paranoid. Right I now. could go <laughs> so naughty right now with you, and I'm just refusing not to. So naughty. Your mind is in the gutter. I'm not. Trust me, the things the things that yeah. people but, do. Yeah, but now, so we mentioned uh, adding it with football. What other sports can we see them adding, and what kind of like? technology perks i guess you would say that would help out the sport in other sports i think like it it, it basketball is probably going to be one of the toughest i was going to say i want to see in basketball i think now this is i don't know how this would go there needs to be something like a sensor that they wear or something like that that says when the players have followed a player something that confirms for sure that you followed a player. Like, cause I feel That's, like there's too many times that the refs give easy calls to guys and I know the rules have changed a lot. And now you can't push into guys offensively. It's, it's giving opportunities to defend a little bit more, but I think there's a lot of moments where you've got, you know, the last checking up, Last second on the clock, the shot goes up, right? And all of a sudden, bam, you get the foul at the end, and now you get the free throws to win the game. I just feel like there needs to be there needs to be a more clear call, like because sometimes you see those replays and it's like, he didn't even touch him. He didn't even come close. And so something that's more high in technology that brings up more fairness into the following. Exactly. So it's not like it's not like um because that every that rep to calls me is, it different. That to me is going to be way too difficult to. That's the do, only yeah. thing is yeah. that getting the you players have to, to have agree. sensors on the yeah. players, yeah. and I don't see that because that's going to inhibit their ability to right. shoot the ball, dribble. But things, like you said, I mean, like we put chips in certain things. We can't put them like in their clothes or so, something like right. that. So yeah, but okay, but, I, but how that, much would then, they agree to that? That's then, the other thing. Then it's on their clothes, but it's not on where they're getting fouled. Right, exactly. The for them to be. Techn- they'd have to be chipped. Yeah, yeah essentially. Basically. They'd have to be branded. 
<laughs> I, that's yeah, that's a fair way to put it. I guess we know where you are, Brandon. Yeah, we know what you're doing. <laughs> hey, well, um, I gotta say, we haven't said, mentioned Brandon at all in this show by on accident. So maybe we broke the chip. Ooh. Um, <laughs> that being said, well, I just got a message from him. He's coming to get us. <laughs> I think. I think. Uh, it sends us our coordinates. Yeah. There are. Oh uh, no! I'm gonna I was breaking say, news. Yeah. Uh, MLB Players Association plan to meet again in MLB there on Tuesday. Oh, there we go. And I think that and it, on that's, Tuesday. that's the other thing about this too. I think the the robot umpires, all of that. When you talk about the league union and stuff like the players association and the league itself, the owners, that's going to be a contentious talk, right? How much do we use the technology? What what can be applied where? Because that's the biggest problem. Is like with baseball, you can kind of understand like the need for like a robot umpire. Football, I think they should have taken in what the XFL was doing and have that other eye in the sky that can overturn what the ref was doing. I liked that so much. The, I thought that was great. There were there were some aspects of of the XFL that were very innovative and very smart. Yeah. And, and to have someone constantly looking over plays and reviewing plays and buzzing down to the refs and going, okay, we need to, yeah. without a challenge flag, it was nice. Like, well, because uh, real quick since about going into the NFL, I love the sky cam because, I mean, it, it brings in great shots. But if they can upgrade that a little bit where you can get more of a clearer picture because, like, we're talking about eye in the sky, you get the best uh, view from that angle. If they can get, make it a right. little bit more clear or more accurate where you can, like, fully zoom in. Yeah. I mean, they got to have cameras like that. If they put invest that more into that. I think that would help out a lot on like first down. Like I calls. said, I think we're moments away from having like laser technology. I mean, be we, part of, of yeah. football where it, the, the refs aren't making the decisions on if it was a touchdown or not or a first down. Yeah. Or a first down, those kind of things where, where it's very simple stuff. Yeah. I, I think you'll see a lot more of it get in, especially with, like you said, with like what we now do with measuring guys speed, like, we can measure a guy how fast he's going at this point. Now that we're doing that and we can tell the analytics of a baseball and, you know, how much, you know, how far the shot went in a basketball. Speaking of which, so I would much love stuff. to know how fast Tariq Hill was running yesterday when he broke that touchdown. Oh, that we'll, we'll probably oh find God. out about yeah. that. Soon. What was it? Jamar, Jamar Chase broke the record in the playoffs, they said, for the fastest run from 0 to 100 when he caught that first pass against the uh, – um, in their playoff game. So I he was like 22 and a half miles an hour or something like that. That's From insane. 0 to 100 in a 50-yard dash. Fastest in a playoff, I think they said. That's crazy. Insane. And I'm sure he'll broke that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh. Well, guys, that wraps up Blow the Whistle for this week. Thank you to everyone that was listening. Thank you to all the Under the Hood podcast listeners, returning listeners, new listeners, all of you guys. And if you didn't catch all of our show today, as always, we have them recorded and posted for you on our Anchor, Spotify, but Apple Podcasts, and uh, don't forget Heart about Radio. Quad Pod. Don't forget about Quad Pod. They never forget about you. <laughs> there you go. Basically, every podcast platform you guys can see. <laughs> and as always, we're going to be here next Monday from two to four, as the usual time, as we always are. And there's on. a little rumor that somebody might be joining us. There is. We might be Ooh. having a special guest, familiar face. Well, not special. Guest. He's, yeah, a guest, he's just a guest. Cool. A now, guest. now the robot is coming after us. Yeah, <laughs> he probably will. He just busts through this. I'll wall. be back. The cyborg. <laughs> yes. 
He is a cyborg. <laughs> so yes, we might be having it's a, a human guest. cyborg. I love him to death, man. <laughs> when we end up, when we we end up in you know the Terminator style of death, you guys will know what happened. <laughs> Brandon's back in the seat. I'm running the show by myself. He might be yes, Brandon might <laughs> Get be to back. Get the chopper. <laughs> Get to the chopper. But as always, guys, I am Tyler Beaterball with David Dykstra, Andrew Valentin. Everyone have a safe. Wonderful rest of the week, and we'll be back here same time, same place, same faces next Monday.